when the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast, and it starts now. Uh, it's fun when you're you're in a rhythm like that, and you know he played very well, and um, you know they uh, our team played very well, you know defensively preventing a lot of a lot of good chances and um, clearing pucks. So um, it was a hard-fought battle, and it's nice to be you know winning those games against good teams. We're playing hard, we're playing the right way, which is giving us a chance to win, and um, we just got to keep doing that, stay with it, keep learning, keep growing and evolving, and and uh, we'll be all right. It's good, you know, we're not just trying to win, you know, trying to score goals. We're playing the right way, and then um, the goals will come, I believe. And uh, right now we need points, so that's the most important thing. And uh, we got two tonight. Well, there was your game-winning goaltender, Jordan Bennington, and the St. Louis Blues have now put back-to-back two-to-one wins on the board, and they came away with a fantastic road victory last night in Raleigh at PNC Arena over the Carolina Hurricanes. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next-day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. We've got the highlights of what was a great one and a tight one and a 1-1 game that went all the way to the shootout last night. You'll hear from Nick Letty. You'll hear from the captain, Braden Shen, and also the head coach, Drew Bannister. But as we get things going, the Blues have improved to three games over 500 again. They are now 2017-1, on the road. They're coming home on Tuesday night to begin a four-game homestand. And for the sixth time this season, the St. Louis Blues are trying to get to that elusive four-game over 500 mark. That's something that they haven't seen since the end of the 21-22 season. The scoring started in the first period. It was the call-up Nathan Walker putting the puck in the net. And let's get you to the highlights. Gets dumped into the far corner. Quick play by Krug to get there. And it's launched out of the zone. Moving on, Walker, a partial break. Shoots, score! Nathan Walker under the pad of Ranta. Use that Australian speed. And he puts the Blues on top, 1-0, 8.56 to go in the first period. Canes win the draw, shoot score! The bouncing puck found its way to Tara Minen, and as he shot it, I think that thing might have hit off a Blues player in front because it bounced down low and snuck underneath Bennington. In the first shift after scoring and taking a lead, the Blues took a penalty and give the lead up. Canes shoot, what a save through traffic! Four bodies in front of Bennington, and he gets a glove on it as he falls backwards. Stahl lets it go down the far wing. Slavin hits the trailer right there. Shot on Bennington. What a save. Top of the crease. Lunged forward. Got a blocker on it. It keeps the rebound out as well. Kapanen in to Deerwig. Sod with a chance. He lost his balance, and then a rebound save. On a spectacular save from Ronta. What a kick save by Ronta to save the game right now. Burns goes to walk it in and shoots a backhanded shot save by Bennington. Great save there. He tried to go on forehand to the backhand through the five hole, but Bennington closes the door. Coming in on Bennington in the near circle. Deekson shoots and another save. Bennington, has he been fantastic tonight? Another left-handed shot. Skates it down to the top of the near circle. Cuts it into the middle. Deekson shoots. Bennington went down and Ajo's patience flipped it over. Neighbors, a left-handed shot. will bring it in wide on the right. Cut it back into the middle. Jake Neighbors, Deekson shoots. Five-hole score! 
Jake the Kid ties it up for the Blues. Fifth round of the shootout. Shen. Ball of this feel good for him. Can he win it? In. Shootout. Deeks. Shoots. Score! The captain with a game winner in the shootout. A 2-1 to win on the road against the Hurricanes. And you can bring out the Zamboni. The boys are coming home for a homestand. Immediately after the game, we had a great talk with the captain, Braden Shen. Let's check in with a guy that had the game-winning goal in the shootout. He is the captain, your captain, of the St. Louis Blues, Braden Shen. And, Braden, congratulations on a heck of a road win against a very good team tonight, and especially on that goal. When you come over the boards in a shootout and you're in a fifth round like that, are you watching what anybody else is doing, or are you kind of just going to old reliable in your own bag of tricks? Yeah, you watch a little bit. You try not to overthink of it, and you, know, you kind of give yourself a little self-talk to end the game. So, uh, you know, I uh, I got a, you know, uh, made a move and was able to find some open net. Brayden, what was the, the theory behind how fast you took off? Was, was you trying to get Ronta to come out, or was it the depth control, or was it just the challenging? But you took off like a rocket. It was the fastest player we saw on either side for the shootout. What was the purpose behind all that? <laughs> Joe, when you haven't got a, a point in 13, haven't scored in 16, you can't slow the game down. I was going to say, you I, just I, gotta, I haven't seen you skate that fast no, in about well, two weeks. Oh, man, you just got to <laughs> no, try not to think. And obviously it's a, it's a tough stretch for me right now, but that's a huge win, and we're playing good hockey. What is the key to the victory here tonight for you guys? What what made the difference? Um, I think just uh, you know buying into to knowing that it's 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 going to be a tough month and and uh, you're not going to get a whole lot of offense um, no matter who we're playing right now this month and um, nothing's for free and um, some nights you're going to score more more goals than other but on the average against good teams they don't give up much especially as we get in after Christmas and down the stretch of the last half of the season uh, the good teams find a way to, to buckle it down and and uh, we got to do that with them. Brayden what does this do for the believability of this team to not only take down Carolina in Carolina but also you guys just came off a great win against a very good hockey team in the Vancouver Canucks. Just just keep on buying in um, you know I think if we looked since yeah, even before Christmas, I think we, we won some games. I don't think we were playing our best hockey. Um, you know, but we did beat Florida then. Um, we beat Dallas. We could have went to Colorado overtime. Um, had a good game against the Pens. Beat Vancouver now, Carolina. So, um, you know, we're playing good hockey against good teams. And, um, you know, you just got to keep on believing. It's a, it's a tough league and uh, nothing's for free. And just keep on buying in. Is what at once might have been certain aspects of doubt starting to turn into a belief system? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously with, with Chief getting uh, let go and stuff like that, um, I don't know if the doubt was the right word. Um, I just think, um, you know, guys are playing hard for one or other, one or another right now. Um, it's embarrassing getting your coach fired. It's, yeah, you got to buy in, um, you know, as a team and, and, um, you know, find ways to win hockey game and believe in one another. And, um, you know, Tomer's been carrying us a ton. Benner's been great for us. And, and the rest of us just, you know, chip away and try and find a way to hockey games. You know, getting contributions from everyone. And a guy like Nathan Walker coming up and, and had a great game tonight, scored a goal. And uh, that's what it's going to take, uh, you know, if you're going to stay in the hunt. Nick Letty had a heck of a night as well. He led the Blues in ice time at 27 minutes and 16 seconds. Of that, 26 minutes and 14 seconds was even strength. And then when the Blues had 25 blocked shots, seven of them came from Nick Letty. He talked after the game as well. I think it's a team team game. Um, you know, it starts with our forwards coming back and um, giving us a chance to stay up and, and take away their time and space. And, um, and then obviously, like we covered already, Benner was great. 
made huge saves when we needed him. Um, I thought he looked really steady uh, all night and, um, you know, like I said, kept us in the game. That's Blues defenseman Nick Letty. Here's your head coach, Drew Bannister. Really happy for the guys. I mean, uh, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. We knew, you know, we'd have to have some really good performances from from everybody, the group. Like, and I thought we got that tonight. Like it was, it was, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't going to be pretty if we were going to win. And you know, like it said, like it was, it was a dig in. You know, just try and keep it tight and wait for opportunities. Be as patient as we could. Um, but I thought the guys, you know, that's a good hockey team over there. We dug in and, and found a way to get an extra point. Binner was, you know, a catalyst for us. I mean, he made some saves to keep us in the game. You know, he was outstanding. He's playing with confidence. Like, you know, I think the group a whole is, is starting to build some confidence and starting to believe in themselves in, in that room. And with that, we've, we're seeing wins. We're seeing results. We're seeing that we're in games more often than not. And, uh... You know, now, you know, the last two games, we found ways to win, you know, where the two games before it, um, not that we found ways to lose, but we weren't we weren't able to keep ourselves in those games to get an extra point. Shen, can, can that kind of... Really, <coughs> really happy for him. I mean, you know, he's, he's obviously went through, you know, a tough time here, uh, you know, the offensive side, but I, I, I like the way he's played away from the puck. Like, he's made a conservative effort to better his game defensively. I was really happy for him. I mean, to be able to step up and score that goal, I think that's going to be pretty big for him. I mean, if you're going to play in games like this, you have to be competitive. You know, if, if you're going to be able to, you know, match whether it's Vancouver, Colorado, uh, you know, Carolina, like, you can't come in here and think you're going to have an easy night. It's going to be tough every night. So, you know, we have to work, we have to compete, and we got to skate. Well, Joe Vitale helps us break down the game after each and every game, and it was a big one for the Blues as they got that extra point to go to overtime. They would win it in the shootout. And here's Joe Vitale's breakdown of the game. It is amazing how this team is finding ways to get points with so many players not contributing. that That's what kind of shocks me a little bit. You look at the Robert Thomas line. He said it. He goes, Thomas line's been going. We've been getting good goaltending. Right? We've, been, we've, been, we've been steady enough defensively to not hurt ourselves. But aside from that, I mean, you're looking at all these forwards. I mean, a Brandon Saad, a Braden Shen, a Casper Captain. He scored in Pittsburgh, but you're looking to find him some numbers. You know, whether it be a Sunquist or a Kevin Hayes, so many forwards that they just have not gotten contributions from, which is the bad side. But the good news is that they're still finding ways to win games. So if you could figure out a way to get some scoring manufactured on that backside of those forward group, look what this team can do. I mean, it, it is very impressive. And I asked him about the believability factor because you have to start finding that believability factor that this is a good hockey team. We are a good hockey team, and we are beating some really good hockey teams. In fact, some of the best in the league right now. Well, and in doing so, that's back-to-back two-to-one victories against top teams in their in, in their respective divisions. They have not. They have allowed one even-strength goal over the last 125 minutes mm-hmm. of hockey, mm-hmm. and in doing so, they're continuing a heck of a run of shutting down the other team's top players. The yeah. only goal tonight was Teravainen on the power play at yeah. even strength. They're shutting down the other team's top guys. It's it's almost you're just you're ready to take it. You're ready to accept the fact that it's just one of those things that you come into a game and you look at all these highlight players and you look at all these players that are putting up all kinds of points, and you know that it just it just feels like it's not going to come. 
Right. The Ajos. You know, the Burnses. You know, some of these players, some big nights last night. You know, I remember coming in that Vancouver game, same thing. You think of the JT Millers and the Brock Besters and all these players are just exploding. And they're just not only not getting points, you don't really ever notice them. You don't you don't notice they're even getting an opportunity to score. I mean, aside from one backdoor by, I think it was Sveshnikov, it just popped over a stick. I don't think Ajo was really a threat. I didn't really sense that Brent Burns was a threat either. You know, aside from maybe a, an overtime odd man rush here or there, but the Blues have just figured out a way to stifle this other other team's top players, and they're doing it by just not taking any chances, and they're not turning pucks over bad areas. They have numbers back. They're tracking back. They're taking away the middle of the ice. They're playing a very preserved, conservative defensive style, which, you know what, you call it boring all you want, but right now it's winning hockey games. Well, and one of the reasons, and I'm sure you probably expand on this or touch on it a little bit then when we get to the three stars, but they're getting the goaltending from Jordan Bennington that you need to beat these kind of teams. You do. I mean, you need to have a goalie back there right now, especially with you got one really good line going consistently, and you're trying to play a tight defensive structure. Even when you play a tight defensive structure, you know, mishaps are going to happen. You're going to have some loose ends. Pucks are going to present themselves in bad areas. And, you know, Jordan Bennington, again here tonight, uh, he is a, a competitive son of a gun. We've said it enough. He is. He just continues to get out there and put himself in a good position to give this team a chance to win the game. He's not going to promise a victory, but he's going to put yourself in a good position. You know, I know he would probably like to have that Teravina one back. He got screened and crossed up a little bit, or else maybe he gets a shutout in this game. He was that good throughout the entire stretch. And you heard the crowd there from fans in the background throughout the second and third period. This Carolina team, they started to find their legs about halfway through this game, and they started to come with all kinds of pressure. And this steady goaltender just kept that puck in front of them the entire way and, and gave this team a chance. And, you know, it's also worth mentioning not only Bennington, but a couple other heroes in the game here tonight. We heard Nathan Walker from Braden Shen. He had a terrific game. The whole fourth line was great. But how about the poise for Jake Neighbors to step over the mm-hmm. boards? You know, the, the Sebastian Ajo just yeah, scores a great point. give the go-ahead goal there. And all they need to do now, Antti Ranta just needs to make a save. And he, little Jake Neighbors steps over the boards, comes in with speed, and almost an identical goal to what Nathan Walker's was in that first period. Comes in fast, keeps it on the ice, right underneath that right pad five hole, and Keeps it alive, keeps it alive, and then that's where the captain finishes him off. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game and our Joe Vitale work boots? Auntie Ranta, I'm going to give him some love. Number three, we're going to go with Braden Shen with the game winner there in, in uh, shootout, and I'm going to go with Jordan Bennington, 29 saves there in the first, uh, in the number one star. And Who's then, your number two, sir? Braden Shen. Shen, sorry. And then Jordan Bennington's number one, and I'm going to go with that guy, Jake Neighbors, work boots, simply for stepping over the boards there and keeping this thing alive and keeping his team alive and setting up that two points. Hey, we have uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Colton Pareko, and deservedly so over the last little while with what's going on. He played 26-17 in this game. Nick Letty played 27 minutes wow. and 16 seconds in this game to lead the Blues in ice time, had seven blocked shots in wow, this game. Wow, wow, you know, wow. Nick, Nick Letty is finding a stride with Colton Pareko in however the Blues are playing in their own zone right now. I tell you what, it kind of reminds you a lot of, remember what Jay Bomeister was in that start of that 18 season coming off a of hip surgery. And, right. You know, not to say that Nick Letty's had a, a, a tough start to the year. It hasn't been tough by any stretch of the imagination, but they have figured out a chem- way to just have that chemistry to do a great job against these other teams' top lines and Whatever they're doing, they're, they're the close support, the communication, the, the poise, the presence. And, you know, the attitude of Nick Letty really does remind you so much of what 
Jay Bowmeister was as far as his personality and just kind of quietly just goes about his business. And But another terrific game definitely for Nick Letty right there. Thank you, Joe. Tim Woodburn is a veteran broadcaster, did hockey play-by-play for 13 years. He's covered major and minor league sports for 30 years. He's a St. Louis, and he's a good buddy of mine, and he joins us on the podcast with his reaction from last night's win. Well, Chris, statistically, this was such an odd game for the Blues to win. First of all, they beat one of the dominant teams in the East on the road, so that's a check mark right there. Secondly, Nathan Walker, who played nine shifts the whole game, less than eight minutes of ice time, scored the Blues' only goal in regulation slash overtime, and the Blues got secondary scoring tonight. I wish they'd get more of it. I mean, Robert Thomas, no points, no shots. Jordan Cairo, no points, one shot. Boosh Davids, no points, three shots. So between the four of them, the three of them, excuse me, they played over about 64 minutes and they mustered four shots on goal and three of them by Bruce David. Bennington was excellent. The Blues are still not a tough, physical, grinding team that draws penalties. They only had one power play tonight. Of course, they only gave up one power play tonight and Carolina scored on that. So getting in there and playing a grittier, harder game is something the Blues need to work on. I think it's uh, impressive that in the Drew Bannister era, when the Blues lose, the games are tight. Baruby this year, not his fault, but under Baruby this year, the Blues would either win or they'd get blown out. So even in the games they're losing, it's a tight loss. And they're starting to play some excellent defensive hockey. One goal against Vancouver, one goal against Carolina. These are good playoff contending teams. And uh, it's nice to see the Blues get one away from St. Louis. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. All right, Tim, thank you very much. Well, two key takeaways for me to wrap up the podcast from last night's game. And the first one, believe it or not, is something where you're saying you need a little bit more. And it's looking at the top line. Robert Thomas is doing an amazing job contributing on nearly 39% of the total offense from the team. That's the eighth highest percentage of any player in the league for any team. But over the last few games, while the Blues haven't scored a lot of goals, as a matter of fact, they've only scored eight goals when you do not count the extra goal they get for the shootout over their last five games and going three and two in those. One of the things that could help even more is a little more puck certainty from that top line. Last night, we saw a lot of drop passes from Jordan Kyrie. You see pucks getting turned over. You see some unpredictability, which at times you might think is good, from the wingers on that top line with Robert Thomas. The guy that needs to be and should be unpredictable, that's Robert Thomas. The other two guys right now winning more puck battles in the offensive zone. A little more reliability on where you're going to be on the ice so your line mate can find you is going to make a big difference. Sometimes in that game last night, that top line was one and done in the offensive zone. And that's not just at five on five. That predictability, those simple plays, direct plays, high percentage plays, especially on the power play from those top players as well, well, that could make a huge difference. The Blues had one power play last night, and it wasn't very good. Each unit had about one minute of ice time, and nobody really had a look at the net. So more predictability is going to be a big key, I think, as you continue to move forward. Now, the other aspect, and we talked about it a little bit early on, once again, the Blues back to three games over 500. That was game number 38. You've got three more games to go. The first three games of this four-game homestand to hit the midway point of the season. They're three games over 500. A chance to get the four games over 500 on Tuesday night. If you can somehow find yourself five games over 500 at the midway point of the season, 
that leaves you in a great spot to build on it and find yourself to 10 games. It's going to take a minimum of 10 games over 500 to make the playoffs in the Western Conference the way it seems now. You can't get to 10 if you don't get to 4. You can't get to 5 if you don't get to 4. The Blues haven't been at 4 since the end of the 21-22 season. They didn't get to 4 all of last year. Four games over 500 is a pretty big barrier right now for this hockey team, and they need to find their way to that. So that's a huge opportunity as they come home to open up a four-game homestand, and the Blues have been good on home ice at 12-6-0. That's the opportunity that they have afforded themselves with these terrific back-to-back 2-1 wins over Vancouver and Carolina, and they continue a stretch now of seven consecutive games against the Eastern Conference and a chance to make some hay on home ice. Well, there you have it. That's Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Thanks for checking it out. Of course, you can get it on the 101 ESPN website at 101ESPN.com on their podcast page. Or, of course, you can download it on any one of the podcast platforms that you may use on any of your mobile devices or computers. I appreciate the fact that you take the time to download it and tune in, and we will bring it to you the next morning after each and every St. Louis Blues game with highlights, analysis, opinion, and hopefully a little fun for you as well. The Blues over the Carolina Hurricanes last night by a score of 2-1. to one. They won their last two games. They'll look for the three-game winning streak on Tuesday night at Enterprise Center. I'm Chris Kerber. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction. Have a great start to your week, and we will see you at the rink.